The small town of Clendenin, West Virginia, still sits along the Elk River, 25 miles from Charleston. In the 1960s, its population hovered around only 1,500 people. Life tended to be quiet, sometimes eerily quiet. But all that changed on Saturday, November 12, 1966. That's when Clendenin became the birthplace of one of the country's most elusive mysteries. Sometime during the night, while working in the local cemetery, five gravediggers felt a strange feeling come over them. The kind of sensation that makes a chill run up your spine and the hairs on the back of your neck stand at attention. When the men glanced up, they saw a large, shadowy figure soaring above them. It flew from tree to tree. The creature was shaped like a human being, but stood much taller than a normal man. Its skin was a dark, grayish brown. Accounts are unclear about whether it had wings, but if it did, they didn't move. A few days later, on November 16th, a headline in a local newspaper read, quote, Couples see man-sized bird, creature, something, end quote. But the article that followed didn't recap the gravedigger's encounter. It described a different flying monster sighting altogether. Another group had spotted a beast, soon to be known as the Mothman. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. This is our first episode on the Mothman, a mysterious creature that terrorized a small West Virginia town in the 1960s. Over 100 people encountered the monster, and many believed it was a harbinger of doom. Today, we'll cover the Mothman's history. It appeared several times in a small West Virginia town, right before a tragedy killed dozens of locals. Next time, we'll explore the creature's possible origins. Mothman may have been a hoax, a case of mistaken identity, or a visitor from another planet. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. 
It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. The Mothman rose to fame in the 1960s, but similar creatures reportedly appeared decades earlier throughout the United States. As ufologist John Keel wrote in The Mothman Prophecies, sightings of flying humanoids began as early as the 1870s. That's when a dark figure with bat wings soared through the sky above Brooklyn's Coney Island during broad daylight. As onlookers pointed and gaped, the mysterious figure performed aerial acrobatics before vanishing into the distance. The same creature, or a very similar one, showed up years later on September 12, 1880. Eyewitnesses didn't believe this was a monster, but some kind of man with wings, perhaps a daredevil with a homemade hang glider. But nobody ever learned its true identity, nor did it show up again. In 1905, several people in California reported seeing what they described as a, quote, titanic white bird. Sporadic run-ins with Mothman-like creatures continued for years. The sightings were rare and drew little attention from the local media. But that all changed in 1966 when the creature became a phenomenon. As we mentioned earlier, on a cold November night, five gravediggers received the scare of their lives when they spotted a mysterious flying creature. Their account didn't generate much press attention, but three days later in nearby Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the legend of the Mothman really started. At 11.30 p.m. on November 15, 1966, two teenage couples sped down through town in a 1957 Chevy. They wove down winding roads until they found themselves inside what locals refer to as the TNT area. It was home to a factory that had manufactured ammunition during World War II. The munitions plant had been abandoned for years, and now the 8,000-acre region was dotted with a hundred defunct bunkers. As the Chevy circled, one of the women gasped and pointed. All four passengers peered out the windows to see two glowing red eyes staring at them through the darkness. The car's headlights momentarily illuminated the figure as it lingered by a power generator. It looked human, except for the fact that it stood nearly seven feet tall. It seemed grayish in appearance. And its eyes were hypnotic. For a moment, the four teens froze up as they stared into the blood-red orbs. When the driver snapped out of his trance, he hit the gas pedal. The Chevy raced through the munition plant's gates and onto an exit road. The teenagers thought they'd escaped, but the piercing red eyes reappeared, this time on a hilltop. The couples watched as a pair of massive wings extended from the creature's back. Then, without moving the wings, it shot straight into the air. 
Pedal to the metal, the Chevy picked up speed. Trees became a blur as the car accelerated past 100 miles an hour. But the flying beast was still on their tail, and as it inched closer, the winged demon squeaked so loud it hurt the teen's eardrums. The chase continued towards the edge of town. The driver turned around and doubled back, hoping to lose their pursuer. They kept driving for several minutes, listening for the creature's squeaks and scanning the horizon. They eventually breathed a sigh of relief. It wasn't chasing them anymore. The teenagers escaped. They drove straight to the sheriff's office where they reported the bizarre incident to the local deputy, not knowing if anyone would believe them. Luckily, the deputy had known all four since they'd been kids. He trusted them and took their strange story at face value. But it helped that they had giant claw marks on their car. Later that night, the deputy headed out to the TNT area, but he didn't find anything unusual. He didn't see the creature or even footprints, droppings, or any other sign that a strange animal was stalking the area. Still, the department thought the public needed to be warned. The next day, Sheriff George Johnson held a press conference where the four teens answered questions from reporters. Later that day, the AP Newswire released a story about their bizarre encounter. By evening, everyone in the Ohio Valley, which stretched from Pennsylvania to Illinois, became fascinated by the massive red-eyed creature. The Point Pleasant Register ran the headline, Couples See Man-Sized Bird, Creature, Something. In the article, one of the witnesses, Steve Millette, described the creature as, quote, like a man with wings. It wasn't like anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. But one anonymous copy editor thought the creature did sound like something on TV. Drawing inspiration from the popular series Batman, he dubbed the beast the Mothman. Over the next two weeks, more sightings were reported throughout Point Pleasant. On December 1st, 1966, the local Gettysburg Times published an article. It discussed two volunteer firemen who'd spotted what they described as a strange large bird with big red eyes. The papers also documented an incident where the creature chased another two couples in a car together. The witnesses described the creature as, quote, a flying man with 10-foot wings. In spite of this description, the Gettysburg Times ran an article with a quote from a biology professor who said the beast was likely a migrating sandhill crane. But most locals didn't agree with this conclusion. And Mothman sightings kept rolling in. Because several encounters happened around the TNT area, many concluded that the abandoned munitions plant was the creature's home. People flocked to the site, hoping to catch a glimpse of the Mothman. In every story, its behavior was consistent. It often soared above Route 62. It could fly, but it never flapped its wings. Apparently, it had some other method of propulsion. It chased cars, occasionally thumping on the roof and frightening the passengers within. On at least one occasion, it reportedly stole someone's dog. A man named Mr. Partridge reported that one evening he'd been trying to watch TV but kept getting distracted by a sound outside the house. He went out to investigate along with his German shepherd, Bandit. 
Once he got to the front yard, Mr. Partridge turned on a flashlight and swept it around. The light landed on a strange figure with two glowing red eyes. Bandit immediately chased after the intruder, disappearing into the night. Mr. Partridge called for the dog, but he didn't go looking for him. He was too afraid of whatever was lurking out there. Bandit never came home. The next morning, in the light of day, Mr. Partridge followed the pup's footprints to a muddy patch near his barn. There, they abruptly stopped, like something had lifted Bandit off the ground and then had flown into the sky. Which was especially impressive, given that the dog weighed a hefty 110 pounds. Incidents like these left witnesses feeling rattled, but few people got a good look at the creature's face until it showed up in St. Albans, West Virginia, about 46 miles south of Point Pleasant. One night, housewife Ruth Foster spotted the Mothman standing on her property. It was close enough that she got the first good look at its features. Ruth described the Mothman as having enormous poppy red eyes and very little else. No discernible nose or mouth. She sprinted back into her house and asked her brother-in-law to investigate. But when he went outside, the Mothman was gone. Ruth didn't have anyone to corroborate this sighting, but there were plenty of other witnesses who were willing to come forward. Between 1966 and 1967, over 100 Point Pleasant residents encountered the winged cryptid. This was especially surprising, as the town only had a population of about 6,000 people. If residents didn't see the creature for themselves, they knew somebody who did. Stories of Point Pleasant's monster spread beyond the Ohio Valley and attracted national attention especially among those with an interest in the supernatural. People like John Keel, a paranormal researcher and ufologist. When he heard about the strange winged menace in Point Pleasant, his curiosity was piqued. He traveled to West Virginia to investigate. He interviewed many local residents, including reporter and columnist Mary Heyer. Heyer typically wrote about the day-to-day -day life of her small community. She profiled graduating high school students and locals who earned promotions or opened new businesses. So it was a change of pace when Heyer covered the incident with the two couples at the TNT area on November 16th. Her story made the front page at the local Athens Messenger, as did several follow-up pieces on other sightings. Her columns included statements from local authorities, residents with conspiracy theories, and one man who quipped that the Mothman sounded like his, quote, mother-in-law, especially the red eyes, six inches apart. In spite of that, Heyer took the incident seriously. When she met with Keel privately, she admitted that the Mothman stories had burrowed into her subconscious. Ever since the sightings had begun, she'd had terrible recurring nightmares. Heyer said her bad dreams featured people drowning in Christmas packages in the water. She couldn't shake a sensation of imminent doom. And Heyer would soon come to believe that her nightmares were really premonitions. Coming up, tragedy befalls Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Now back to our story. From 1966 to 1967, a large winged creature with hypnotic red eyes plagued Point Pleasant, West Virginia. 
Over 100 residents reported encounters with the Mothman. Journalist and ufologist John Keel interviewed a local reporter named Mary Heyer. Heyer described the recurring nightmares she'd had since the Mothman encounters began. They featured drowning people and Christmas presents floating in the water. And Keel must have felt a sense of deja vu when he heard almost identical testimony from a woman named Virginia Thomas. She lived in the larger TNT area near several of the old bunkers. Since they were all defunct, they never made noise. But on November 2nd, 1967, she heard an unusually loud hum. Curious, Virginia walked outside to investigate, but she didn't make it far before a large shadow stretched across the grass. A tall, grayish figure stood in the distance. For a moment, Virginia was mesmerized by its glowing scarlet eyes. Time seemed to stand still. Then, the creature broke eye contact and darted into the woods, far faster than any person could run. Perhaps it flew. Virginia wasn't sure. But one thing was certain. This was the Mothman. Virginia couldn't let go of her fear even after the Mothman was long gone. When she went to bed that night, she had a terrible nightmare, which recurred for several nights afterward. She described these visions to Keel, saying, I see a lot of strange people around the river. It's like some kind of invasion or something. We grab the kids and run. I can't figure out what it means. Her dream was similar to what Mary Heyer had described. The Mothman never appeared in either woman's visions, but Virginia was convinced there was somehow a connection. Keel believed he could pinpoint the location of her dream. He believed the nightmare took place in the nearby Ohio River. Point Pleasant sat right off its banks near the Silver Bridge, which got its name from the aluminum paint that covered the structure. More than 4,000 vehicles drove over the Silver Bridge every day, and at busy times, like the holiday season, that number was even higher. This year was no different. On Friday, December 15, 1967, locals crisscrossed the Ohio shopping for gifts, decorations, and groceries. Families packed the shopping malls, taking their children to visit Santa and order mugs of hot chocolate at restaurants. By 5.04, traffic was so heavy, it slowed to a complete halt. The silver bridge swayed under the weight of the cars. It creaked under the pressure. Then, a sharp crack tore through the air. According to the West Virginia Department of Transportation, it sounded like a loud gunshot. Suddenly, steel twisted and snapped. Cables ripped apart, raining electric sparks on the vehicles below. The bridge's deck shook and flipped over, sending cars and trucks plummeting into the freezing waters. Just minutes before sunset, the silver bridge broke apart. In a cacophony of noise and smoke, it plummeted into the Ohio River, taking 32 cars and 64 people with it. Hell had descended on Point Pleasant. One witness, Charlene Wood, just missed going down with the bridge. The horrific sight reminded her of dominoes crashing down. A line of headlights flashed and fell, and it was all followed by silence. Another driver, Bill Needham, wasn't as lucky as Wood. His truck plummeted into the river and began to sink. 
Needham managed to stay conscious and checked on his friend, who had been asleep in the back. Summoning all his strength, Needham took a deep breath and inched a window open. He squirmed through the tiny opening and swam upward towards salvation. He emerged in a scene of chaos and destruction. Survivors screamed for help and clung to anything they could find to stay afloat. Enormous metal beams, cars, cables, and, in a sad reminder of the season, wrapped Christmas presents. On both sides of the river, bystanders sobbed. Frightened commuters ran in all directions. As the sun set, ferries and rescue boats arrived. Searchlights scanned the area to pick up survivors. Needham broke his back, but he made it out alive. His friend wasn't so lucky. They were still trapped inside the truck somewhere at the bottom of the river. The collapse had taken less than 20 seconds and ultimately claimed the lives of 46 people. Today, it's the deadliest bridge disaster in American history. Point Pleasant and the surrounding areas fell into a period of collective mourning. As for Virginia Thomas and Mary Heyer, they had just seen their nightmares come to life. And now they were more certain than ever. The Mothman had somehow sent the visions. Some witnesses claimed they saw the flying creatures soaring above the Silver Bridge the day of the collapse. Many theorized that the beast was a harbinger of doom, warning the residents that tragedy was near. Others believed the Mothman was more like the Angel of Death, residing in Point Pleasant until it was time to deliver souls to the underworld. Either way, after the collapse on December 15, 1967, the creature vanished from Point Pleasant, only to make a new series of appearances overseas. And after each sighting, a deadly disaster struck. Coming up, the Mothman's connection to Chernobyl. Now, back to the story. For 14 months in the mid-1960s, the Mothman haunted Point Pleasant, West Virginia. When the Silver Bridge suddenly collapsed on December 15, 1967, it claimed the lives of 46 people. Many believe the two incidents were connected. Perhaps the Mothman was a harbinger of doom. But as the years passed, the Mothman faded from public consciousness. That is, until 1975, when John Keel published his book, The Mothman Prophecies. It was an immediate bestseller and sparked a new wave of interest in the creature and in Point Pleasant. The monster's popularity peaked again in 2002, when The Mothman Prophecies became a hit movie starring Richard Gere. Meanwhile, Point Pleasant realized that there was big money in the Mothman fad. Since the town hadn't experienced a sighting in over 30 years, they formed a new relationship with their local cryptid. Depending on how you want to look at it, they decided it was time to reclaim their tragic past, or that it was time to turn their killer moth into a cash cow. In fall 2002, the first-ever Mothman Festival was held in downtown Point Pleasant. It went on to become an annual event, drawing between 10 and 12,000 people per year. Attractions included photo ops with a costumed Mothman, speakers, and bus tours through the infamous TNT area. In 2003, officials unveiled a 12-foot statue of the Mothman during the festival. And in 2005, 
Point Pleasant became home to the Mothman Museum. There, visitors learned all about the famous events of the 60s. A hideous wraith that had foretold disaster was now the official mascot of a town-wide party. But one special guest never attended the festival, the actual Mothman. After the Silverbridge collapse, it seemed finished with Point Pleasant, but it didn't disappear from Earth. On Saturday, April 26, 1986, the worst nuclear disaster in history took place outside Pripyat, Ukraine. Technicians failed to follow protocols during a safety test. Their mistake, coupled with design flaws in a reactor, triggered an explosion at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Deadly materials, including plutonium, iodine, and strontium, spread through the air. Radiation permeated a more than 70,000-square-mile area. The entire town of Pripyat had to be evacuated. Over the following months, nearly 20,000 people fled their homes. But the efforts were too late for some. According to official Russian statements, 31 people died as a direct result of the explosion or from acute radiation syndrome. But in a 2005-2006 report, the World Health Organization put the casualty rate closer to 4,000 due to the long-term effects of radiation. Other investigations increased the possible fatalities to 16,000. Many lives could have been saved if the locals could have anticipated the disaster. And some reports suggest that some people did receive a supernatural warning. We should note that these accounts didn't become public until nearly 20 years after the disaster, which means we should take them with a grain of salt. But in 2005, stories began circulating, suggesting that in the days before the meltdown, five control room workers saw a large headless bird with fiery red eyes. Additionally, other employees and locals allegedly saw the creature flying over Chernobyl and Pripyat. Some people had terrifying nightmares. The horrific wraith became known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl. The workers told their supervisor about the creature, and they debated whether they should alert any officials. They never had a chance to work out a solution, as the explosion happened a few days after the sightings. For some, it appeared that the Mothman had returned again to warn them of the upcoming disaster. And this wasn't the last time the Mothman was associated with a tragedy. The beast was spotted once more in the United States. A few days before September 11, 2001, numerous New Yorkers spotted a flying crane-like creature near the World Trade Center. It reportedly circled the buildings just before and after the terror attacks that claimed 2,996 lives. Several witnesses allegedly snapped photos of the mysterious creature, but most are out of focus or were taken from too far away to make out any of its features. But this didn't stop rumors from spreading that the Mothman had appeared to warn people of an impending catastrophe, again. And six years later, some believe he anticipated yet another fatal disaster. Another bridge collapse seemingly coaxed the Mothman out of hiding. Located near downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota, the I-35W Mississippi River Bridge was built in 1967, the same year the Silver Bridge crumbled. For years, around 140,000 vehicles crossed the structure every day. 
On the night of August 1st, 2007, there was some construction on the I-35W bridge. Rush hour drivers slowed to a crawl at the height of the evening's traffic jam. Without warning, at 6.05 p.m., the entire bridge roared and shook before plummeting into the water below. 13 people died, 145 were injured, and 111 vehicles were destroyed. Once more, the Mothman seemed to have a connection to the tragedy. Numerous residents reported seeing a winged humanoid figure near the I-35W right before the collapse. The Mothman was next seen on April 10, 2009, in Chihuahua, Mexico. The beast reportedly chased students through an apple orchard. 2009 was the year of the swine flu outbreak. Shortly after these sightings, infections rose throughout the region. Then, in 2016, the unthinkable happened. The Mothman returned to the place where his legend had been born, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. On the evening of Sunday, November 20th, a resident who'd recently moved to the area was driving through town. Now, he declined to give his name publicly, but we'll call him Owen for clarity. The road was clear and quiet, but a strange feeling of dread washed over Owen. He looked up just in time to spot a dark figure leaping from treetop to treetop. Owen stopped his car, whipped out his phone, and snapped several pictures of the mysterious creature. Though blurry, they show an apparent tall humanoid with long legs and wings. Owen shared the photo online, but refused interview requests from the local media. Maybe he didn't want to be associated with legends about cryptids and prophecies, but he claimed that he'd never heard of the Mothman prior to his sighting. No tragedy followed Owen's encounter, but it's worth noting that it had been 50 years since the creature was first seen in the TNT area. That's often considered the golden anniversary. Maybe the Mothman just has a dark sense of humor. As far as we can tell, the beast hasn't been spotted since then, but it still captures the world's attention. People continue to speculate on what it is and where it came from. Some believe that it's an ordinary animal, one scientists have yet to discover and classify. Others suspect that the Mothman is a fallen angel or an interdimensional being. And still others, like author John Keel, have proposed that the creature is an alien from outer space. Meanwhile, skeptics insist there's never been a Mothman. All the sightings and the so-called prophetic dreams that followed were just elaborate hoaxes or cases of mass delusion. Either way, when the Mothman is spotted, tragedy is almost always around the corner. Disaster has seemingly come on the heels of too many sightings for the pattern to be just a coincidence. So the question is, should we dismiss the Mothman? Or perhaps fear him? Or should we heed his next arrival? We'll try to find answers next time. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back next time with another episode on The Mothman. 
For more information, amongst the many sources we used, we found The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel to be extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take We Don't Know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Nick Johnson, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Brian Stampnitsky, with writing assistance by Angela Jorgensen and Connor Sampson. Fact-checking by Cara Mackerline, and research by Chelsea Wood. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner.